Welcome to Elite Six Business Networking Think Tank, facilitated by your host, Danny DeHeck, the place where decision makers come together to share their experience, knowledge, and skills. It's going to give us better sound. So I'm just trying some new things today, guys. So we are actually officially starting the Think Tank meeting. Uh, everyone's in a happy mood. I don't know what it is. Maybe they've put something special in the water for the Aucklanders as well. So what we could do is we'd introduce ourselves. Um, first of all, we'll ask my partner, Helen, um, to introduce herself. I'm Helen. I am a photographer and I am a digital artist and I am a blogger. And Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, and a mum. And a mum. Yeah. Do you get paid for that? No. Yeah, no, no. shame they need to reinvent the wheel on that. We're yeah. just introducing ourselves, James. So we're going around the room. Uh, Paul. Okay. Hi, I'm Paul. I live in Rangiora and I run Canterbury Computer Services and Kiwi Souvenirs. Uh, we specialize in doing IT for small to medium sized businesses. Boom. And you sold a camera to uh, Dave. Um, and he isn't here today, so I don't know what's happened there, mate. <laughs> but I'm not here to go away, so Dave, um, uh, Dave Clarkson. Uh, let's go to Lachlan McNeil. Hi, I'm Lachlan McNeil. Um, I am a recruiter. Uh, I also have recently started a brand called Earn Your Cross, funnily enough, which is all about the sort of wiggly world of a small business and careers. Hmm. Rob Woolley. Uh, I run Academy Antique, specialising in English porcelain. Not that anybody cares about that, but I also run Academy Training, where we uh, help people overcome stuttering, uh, develop public speaking and presenting skills, and learn anything around management and leadership. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, Mark Scout. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Mark, currently uh, doing the job for you as health and safety officer. I'm just checking for the tsunami that may come in behind us. So an early alert from me will come your way. Uh, clearly, I'm in the insurance business. So, um, yeah, um, so I specialise in uh, personal and small business risk, but with a speciality in being able to provide uh, core leveled options so that people can have long-term affordable and sustainable cover instead of paying stupid amounts of additional premiums as they age. Excellent. Jolene. Hi, uh, this is Jolene. can speak too. Yeah, she asked me to talk this week. <laughs> we had chance. Well, you can talk. Huh? So it's Jolene and Steph from the Odd Way. Um, we specialize in e-commerce. We build e-commerce stores um, and do integration and support for small business. Brilliant. Do you want to have a go, Stavano, as well? We <laughs> <laughs> are not joined together at the hip. I've was, seen it. Um, uh, we've recently become NITO partners, which is another e-commerce platform that we offer. Um, so we're e-commerce and shop partners. And that's what Janine said. We try and help businesses um, create online experiences for their customers and improve them. And you're in lockdown at the moment, aren't you? Because you the kids. Yeah, are we're in lockdown. Um, yeah. Three kids at home. Yeah. Who's the third one? <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been out a bit here, like 
to the shops, to the shops yeah. and to the beach, uh, just for like a corner to kind of walk. Mm. Just there you go. Walk and yeah. Very cool. But, um, we'll have to get that uh, sound going a bit better. Teach you some tricks. Uh, James, how are you doing? Tell us what you Hi, guys. Uh, my name is James Perrone. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm doing coaching people. Uh, building on uh, motivational speeches and stuff like that. Um, I encourage young people uh, working with drug addictions and stuff like that. I don't encourage them into drug addiction. <laughs> I don't <laughs> help them come out of their stuff and all the rest of it. Yeah, it's just a time of... Um, I've just started a um, company called kaitiaki.com and I've been just been going for the last six months, seven months, and a lot of people have come on board at the moment as clients. Uh, yeah, and things are going really well. And uh, I just like to encourage you all uh, to do your best at what you do. I know you all are really good. I just know that by just listening to you guys. And I can see that there's a lot of um, enthusiasm out there. And uh, at this point of time, I really like to think that um, we all can play a part and what we do here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Yeah, really cool. And I watched, um, listened to you speak on Tuesday night, and you're a very good um, speaker. I was really impressed with the way you came across, so it was awesome. And now a member of Elite Six, so welcome to the family. Uh, Raymond, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Cool. Um, and who you are, mate? Hi, I'm Claude Productions, telling your story through film. I'm currently getting gearing up for the 48-hour film challenge, which actually starts tonight at 7 p.m. Um, if any, no one knows about that. It's uh, we write, direct everything, and edit it in 48 hours. We've got to make a, a short movie. So it's not like the 48 famine, then you're allowed to eat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, um, thank you for coming along today. So we have actually got a pretty cool um, topic today and we will probably try to keep the meeting around about 30 minutes. I know Mark's got to go uh, uh, dead on 11, so we're not. that's not going to be too bad, actually. We're going to probably be finished by then. But what I'm going to do now is I will share the screen and we have a mind map and we have four parts of the meeting um, to, to bash out the topic of branding strategies and what we do is with the first few minutes we talk about people's experience with their brand um, problems they've had with their brand some solutions they've found that works really good and then near the end of the meeting we'll start talking about some takeaways that people uh, can get by um, well got from our meeting and then we'll come up with the topic for next week's meeting so to start the ball rolling we have uh one two probably around about 10 of us in here today so branding is it something in your business is it an important thing uh what's your, your experience with your own branding have you experienced changing your brand or do you have any value in your brand or do you know what a brand is versus advertising which was something that we were discussing at the end of last week's meeting off offline um i'll go First, I, th I think part of my brand is that I am laid back down to earth. I don't dress up, don't pretend to be the stereotype of what an antique dealer sometimes is perceived to be. And I think the name of my business, Academy, is part of my brand. 
Mm, that does uh, open a hornet's nest for me because I sort of think a brand can be a swiggle, uh, but I suppose it can be a name as well, isn't it? So is your, your business important? Yeah. And are you a brand? I believe I've got a personal brand called Danny De Heck. It's going to be great when I want to sell it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the same. And so, um, you know, I don't know whether you can see. And, and it was really un, um, after talking to Danny um, a year, 18 months ago, when um, I was setting up my new company, company as Manatahi Services, but they suggested, and I certainly agreed, is that the brand is me, so I'm Mark Scown Insurance Broker. So that clearly is sort of set in my uh, logo. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, we are continuously evolving our logo and, you know, the way we come across just in response to the work we do. Yeah, it's changed three times. <laughs> well, actually more than that. <laughs> Yeah, so in the beginning, um, our logo has just been going around in circles, but um, we're becoming more simple. So, like, in the beginning, we like, started off like, offering so much, but, like, as we go along, we start simplifying what we're good at, and then the logo evolves together with what we offer to reflect our personality and the culture that we try and project to others. The um, process of personal branding involves finding your uniqueness, building a reputation on the things you want to be known for, and then allowing yourself to be known for them. Ultimately, the goal is to create something that conveys a message and that can be monetized. And it also says it's um, influ creating influence and a public perception of an individual by positioning them as an authority in the industry, which is personal branding. It's from Wikipedia. There you go. Hope my sound's a bit better now. It's just terrible. I'm trying to work my sound. It sounds going to be a problem for the next few weeks. Do we get this sorted? I'm trying not to get feedback through the microphones at the moment, just in case you're wondering. So I guess it's finding your USP, isn't it? Do we like the topic today? Have I picked a goodie? Yeah, goodie. Well, I, I, I tell you, what, I think one of the challenges with with the, with the general branding is that just trying to separate the two because what you find is you find you talk about branding and then suddenly you talk about marketing, you talk about yeah. then you talk about selling and stuff like that. But it, it, in terms of defining branding, it is the, the sort of perception and that can that can go across various different media. It can go across the the visual, the way you speak. Um, the way, um, you know, the sounds you use, the general style of what you do. Uh, marketing stuff is the execution of that. But, you know, I guess you could say the appearance and the perception of, is, is the branding side of things. Um, I think that's important. Otherwise, you, we all get off track. But in terms of me, I've got the core of recruitment. One of the problems I had was that I didn't know what I was going to be doing. I didn't know the area. I, didn't, I, I, I thought I might start with recruiting for engineers, but I thought I might end up with doing whatever you know advertising people so i picked a name a corva which didn't mean anything mm. uh, on, on purpose and it said at the beginning of the alphabet so it was a, a before other recruitment companies called a deco and stuff like that so i was at the front and i thought well and and i had a domain name so it wasn't really i just thought i chose it because it sort of didn't hold me back as it were 
So if your brand has a word on it that actually explains what you do, then is it a brand? Well, I know it can be a brand as well, but I actually think that a brand is actually nothing to do with anything. Like my six dots, for example. Well, well, well that's, that, that could be part of it. But for example, the problem I had was, I mean, in hindsight, should I have called myself, there's a company called Technical Recruitment Solutions, you know, and it's obvious what they do. And there's an advantage if you're looking for a whole bunch of, bunch of recruiters, people think, ah, technical recruiting, ah, or engineering recruiting, should I have done that? Um, but that was one of the problems, you know, we're talking about the, the sort of experiences and problems. My, my, my experience was that I really didn't know quite what I was going to be doing, so I just picked something that could cover it. And I also picked a sort of a name and a general, I was pretty vague at the beginning. I got more specific later on. So what is the slogan then? Uh, it is um, it is uh, simply technical. Yeah, and what do you do with a slogan? Well, yeah, I think you would slogan attach it. helps to define what you do so that if you were a corver and you oh. attach the slogan onto a corver, then you're trying to um, explain to either external or internal customers what a corva focuses on it and i think that the interesting thing is is that a brand is basically what you do and how you do it and a slogan is a describer of that and yeah. a yeah. logo is yeah. the design well, of uh, that we statement isn't it well look at that you see you've got earn your crust and it says you know rethinking work well that's generally the, the, the strap line or the, or the, the slogan it sort of defines it and i notice a lot of people seem to change these over time yeah because i think i had decision makers on my uh, elite six mm. so elite six which uh is the company name and then decision makers is is what we do and then obviously mm. six dots but now I've done away with using that branding. I've used the dots and carried on calling myself Danny De Heck. But I still have Elite Six. So now it's a sort of a service or um, something within that. You actually made a comment there that you said you had done away with that branding. I don't think you have. I think you've changed your logo, but your brand has remained the same. Essentially, you are Danny. And you have a set of uh, describers which describe what you do and how you do it. You've just changed your logo. That, that's true, Rob. A lot yeah. of people think branding is just a logo and the name of their company. And it, there's way more to it than that. It's the whole package, really, isn't it? Well, look at the warehouse, for example. You know, they have a very Kiwi brand. Uh, where everyone gets a bargain is their is their strap line, um, and the, the way they're dressed is is relatively casual. You compare that to like in Christchurch, Ballantines or or the top stores. It's quite a different different brand and different feeling. Hmm. Each to their own. There's another thing that's in my brain which I forgot about, and that was the fonts that I use. Yeah, the fonts. Uh, uh, I had to download them, and everything I do now I use that font. So that font, once you've seen it, theoretically, it's part of my branding. Yeah. And, and the branding is generally the way you do stuff. You walk into Noel Lemmings and they have a certain general look and feel. And the way they, even the way they come up to you on the, on the, on the, in the shop, that's all part of their brand, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Perception. 
didn't we? Just a pity they never have any stock. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th I think if you have a look at Spark, okay, right, so Spark rebranded. Yeah. Right. And I think that we hear a lot of these terms often and we don't stop to think, oh, okay, you know, like we all know what rebranding means, but then we don't actually stop to ha have a look at a big company that has rebranded. So telecom, uh, for most New Zealanders, was a big corporate who was impersonal. And then they changed to Spark, who is still a big corporate, except they're more friendly and engaging. It cost a million dollars, that logo. Mm. What, the Spark one? Bargain. I like the Spark one. I wouldn't pay a million bucks for it. It looks like, when if you look at it, it's a scribble. And yeah, you're thinking, they must have got there. Oh, what should we do? And somebody said, hey, use that. Give us a million bucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what's a bad brand? What's some branding that you think is terrible? We did a search on the internet and found some bad brands. <laughs> mm, uh, last yeah. Week. Comically, but can you think of some big brands that you think, how do they get traction with that sort of imagery? I mean, is it like the one about Nike was quite interesting because that was actually his name. So he's actually managed to have a brand called Nike, which is actually part of the person's name who started the company. I, I don't actually know that it is. I, made that. I wouldn't mind have, having a look at that. Do that. Yeah. And, and really the brand part of Nike is the tick which was generated in a competition from a 16-year-old schoolgirl. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's not. You know, you see, you know, like Nike was invented by a guy called Knight, and uh, Nike is actually a Roman... Messenger guy. It's the, um, isn't the messenger? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah, I can't ethics. remember now, but yeah. What about New Balance? You know, does it really matter what brand it is behind them? I mean, sometimes you buy the product um, more than the, the brand, but uh, the brand forces you. Yeah, but, but the very thing is that if you are able to re recollect uh, um, these brands that you think are terrible, the fact that you are doing it means that it's in your mind. So in some ways it could well be a successful brand because people can remember it, good or bad. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nike is the goddess that personifies victory oh, in Greek right. mythology. Wasn't what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, so being a small to medium-sized business is getting a brand out there is quite difficult, I've always found. I think um, sometimes it's just something that looks nice on your business cards, but is it really at all? Is it something that's really important? You know, I've spent 20 years trying to build up my New Zealand's information network, hoping that will become a brand that people remember. But no one has actually ever, um, you know, said that to me. Um, you know, the, the, no one's ever remembered the brand. <laughs> but now they um, I can hand you an example of uh, years ago, there was a minister in the National Party who had a daughter who, who wasn't into politics. Years later... Uh, you know, like well after the guy had actually resigned, he, he had an unusual last name. And uh, the daughter decided uh, to stand and got elected purely on her name. Mm. Branding. And her name was? Um, I'll, I'll just find I <laughs> Minister. Um, I can't. I can't. I'm just actually uh, weird. Her, her, 
her, her name, uh, his, his name uh, was Mr. Tizard. Oh, Kath Tizard. Mm. Uh, was it? Yeah. 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 It was in the, in the 80s been, or 90s. And she had been a mayor of Auckland or something as well, hadn't she? Yeah. Kath Tizard. Yeah, yeah, well, she might have been elected uh, to that, actually. You know, it may yeah. have been, so it may well have been on her own um, public identity. Yeah, yeah, the other no, thing... Nobody knew who she was, right? They knew the name. <laughs> now, um, on that on that note, that's what a brand is, your name. Mm. Or if, if you like, your reputation, that's yeah. what a real brand is. I think it's the meaning attached to it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, when you go to McDonald's, They've got a certain way of doing things. And, of course, when you hear a name like that, it goes with a reputation. Wherever you go in the world, people will look at your reputation, even though you might think, oh, it's my, see, I've got this. Uh, I don't know if you can see that, but there's my card. But it's my name that will carry things through. It's who you are because people need to find you. People need to see where you're coming from. And the only way you can be seen as though, just like Rob said, his daughter stood. And because of his name, now namesake is really the brand of everything. And um, that's the, uh, when we talk about brands, we're actually talking about our reputation. Because when we hear about Rob, when we hear about Danny, who do we associate that with? When we hear about McDonald's, we we actually associate that with hamburgers. I don't know if we do that, but if we hear about Nike, we associate that with sports, and it's good stuff. It's great stuff because of the name. And um, this is this is the challenge for us is to have an, such a name that people will meet them when they talk about you or when they hear your name, they know what you're exactly about. And this is the challenge for me that I face when I'm doing branding is that I have to have a certain reputation that they can associate who you really are. As opposed, there's a lot of other speakers, there's a lot of other coaches out there, but really, can they associate you with something? And of course, the logo is your advertising, but at the same token, do they know who you are? Can they find you in the world? Will they find you? This is the challenge for us. Yeah. I can, you know, our branding has, or your branding has to be in such a way that it sticks out. It's not the same. You're not the same reporter. You're not the same kind of electrician. There's something about you that's so different. And I think this is, I believe that this is the challenge in the South. And for anybody else that's looking at a brand, Man, I mean, uh, my name is quite unusual. When I had a, a business colleague who did rang me up one day and he said, Hey, I've changed my name. His name was Mark Stevenson. And I said, What did you change it to? And he said, Oh, Mark Rocket. I said, Mark Rocket, why? And he said, Oh, well, your name's really, uh, your name sticks, mine doesn't. So he's changed it to Rocket. Now he um, helps. Yeah. Um, uh, Rocket Labs, <laughs> funny enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but he's changed his name to Mark Rocket, and that was what he did. So I mean, I believe that personal branding is everything. Myself. So if if you were going to put a slogan, this is, might just be a bit off topic, but if you were going to put a slogan under your name, what would you say? Oh. 
I mean, you wouldn't. Well, that, I think that's a very good question, actually, because you know, like, have 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 any of us got a slogan? And if we have have got a slogan, how do we use it? Like, do we use it to describe what we do to the customer, or do we use it to remind us of what we ought to be doing? Yeah, I I, I have one, and it's all been heard by you guys before, and. Um, it's the one that I try to encapsulate what I do and what my speciality is in um, insurance. And, that, and so my byline is ensuring um, long-term affordability and sustainability. Mm. Yeah. So that would be a company, because you've used your personal name and there you just, you've got a... That's my byline. Yeah, for your business. And I'm just, I was actually me, you wonder what, we'd have one if we personally had one. You yeah. Know, like I, I remember seeing a... Oh. A street performer say, mm. one, um, be true to yourself, be true to your heart, well, be true to your heart and be true to yourself. Mm. And I've always sort of lived by that when I'm making decisions in life, but mm. that's something I don't publicize, but it's something I quite like every time I think about, you know, a decision I'm making in life. Um, if you take you and Helen, who who were Elite Six and Mode de V, and you've changed onto your own name, that tells the customer a little bit about each of you straight away. How, how you brand is part of what it tells them. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll tell you in a few months when we get it out there a bit more. Um, can we we'll, we'll just go on to um, problems that we've had? What's the problems with branding? Um, if you're a naughty person, your brand sucks. Um, that could be a problem. <laughs> or you, your branding isn't in line with... That's fine. Branding's not in line with, with the, what you do. Yeah. And that's why sometimes like people who start up a company will be so focused on what, what they call their company. So my company is actually called New Zealand NZ.co.nz Limited, which is my website address. And it didn't, uh, so that was my company name, but it was no association with my branding. But just recently, in the last six months, I've actually changed it to Danny DeHeck Limited. But when you look at what I'm doing, I don't have, my company name has no representation of actually, well, it does a wee bit more now. It's more in line with my personal brand. Wow. However, I have an electronic shop, an outdoor shop, and other, another shop, oh, an accessory shop. And you won't find my company uh, well, in the fine print, you'll find my company name, but you won't find uh, any association with that company. I use it as a trading as name. If you look at Virgin, Virgin Phones, Virgin Insurance, Virgin Airlines, Ooh. they've done a similar thing, but they do include the name in all the subunits, shall we say. Yeah, it's like an umbrella. And you're buying into the Virgin brand. Mm. It's a brilliant example, that one. Because if you like um, it's an ex example. When I was over in Aussie and we flew on Virgin, I can't remember any airline being different that I've flown on around the world except for Virgin. Because, right, you get onto Virgin and you got air hostesses who, who were young, smiley, happy, and he but clearly not Virgin. <laughs> Probably not <Did> Virgin. <laughs> Probably not virgins, but Allegedly. all personality. Yeah, yeah. They always had something fun going on, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I love that. That's a really good example of a brand, I reckon. I mean, obviously, he's got 500, uh, 500 companies, 
mm. you know, but he's also, you know, like we say, if it's the Virgin brand, it's, oh, it's, you know, there's a lot of layers of good stuff in there, really, in there. Yeah, but in terms of the problems, you know, the simple fact is you change. Sometimes, you know, I've gone from being small to being big to being small again, and your brand has to sort of, sort of, you know, you're going to get misalignment sometimes. Mm. Like the warehouse, if they decided to start opening corn and dairies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, does your name. I would say that would be moving their brand up. Yeah, but if you called yourself <laughs> the little shed, and then suddenly you've got 500 stores around New Zealand, well, again. You also have to be very careful with what you choose as your branding, because I can remember years ago with the kids, with the warehouse branding, the kids were singing the warehouse, the warehouse where everything's cheap and nasty. Mm. So it can be very negative. Um, It's like when Spark changed. Spark was to sort out telecom. Spell it backwards and it's craps. Yeah, yeah. You've just got to be so careful what you name things and also what does your brand mean in another country? True. Because there's a brand called CAC. Well, in Welsh, that means crap. Yeah, that's right. Well, we, we looked at the one in Hong Kong, near Hong Kong Airport. There's a store there called Wanko. About <laughs> <laughs> Vien- Vietnam, hang on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you ha- have a look at that image, right, that I put into the chat box, that's uh, the logo for Noel Leeming. And um, if... Every person who works for Noel Leeming does not see in ill. It's an animal. Okay, well, people are meeting online. We're sort of going off about um, the only one. I'm no, thinking. no, no. I don't think we're going off at all because it, it's what people perceive. And once any meaning is attached to, you know, like the logo, the name, or whatever, it's very hard to unattach it. Yeah. Is that a problem? It looks like an elephant. The problem is what? The problem is is that everything can attach a meaning onto your uh, slogan, logo, or name. Mm. And we want to attach what we specifically want there to be, but other people may perceive other things, and once they've seen it or perceived it, it's there and it's real. It's yeah, hard true. to do. Cool. And it could be negative to your business. Yeah. But, I mean, let's face it, every winner's going to have a hater, uh, um, and, and you can never win them all. True. Uh, any um, other problems with branding that we... Yeah, yeah I've got... I, I've got a, uh, I work with a guy who's got a recruitment company, another recruiter, and his, his, his name is Richard Foster, and it's, his company's called Fostera, which is so similar to Fonterra. Um, and we work together on jobs. We get candidates ringing up and said, oh, I'm inquiring about the job with, with Fonterra. And they think it's a job for the milk company. So yeah. the name's too similar. So mm. he's got work out of that um, thing, has he? Well, exactly. no, not quite. But, uh, yeah. Formulas to recruiters. Yeah, yeah. i tell you a very quick funny story. Um, I've got an 0800 number, 0800 a Corva, which by pure chance is also the, those first letters are the same for one of my competition. And they rang me up one time and said, oh, look, you know, we've got this number. We should have this number. I said, no, I got it first. And they said, oh, well, what are you going to do? And I said, what do you do? They said, we're a recruitment company. I said, well, so am I. 
<laughs> you're picking up their stuff right <laughs> and that was very much the oh bugger moment for them actually and they got oh five oh eight but i get people ringing up yeah hey, trying to chew me Oh, yeah. <laughs> the new addition to our family. Oh, oh, be careful. Um, I think to overcome these issues, that if you've got a lot of money, uh, you work out what your logo slogan name is, and then you ask other people who who are completely naive to what yeah. you do, yep. and say, you know, "What do you think?" Yeah, yeah. So one of the problems is confusion with other brands. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, that is a problem. Yeah, confusion. Yeah, that's brand. confusion on the brands. Yeah, you're, you're you're right, and and also just the instant perception. I mean, I've always talked about the thing in brownies mattresses, which I couldn't think of a worse name. Even if your name was Brownie, I just wouldn't put brownies mattresses. I'm sorry, yes, <laughs> Jolene. That's what where I was thinking. I'm, am I the only one? No. When I was at boarding school, someone put a banana under a mattress. Oh no! And I forgot about it. It was under someone's bed, and um, when the hat, they found it about three months later, the staff refused to believe it was bananas oh and had the whole goodness. bed burnt. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> that made me a truck brownies mattress the other day, and Helen pointed it out to me. That's what I was trying to say before. It's funny that you said that, Lachlan, because when we were driving around the other day, I kept yeah. seeing all, um, all these um, companies like that one, you know, brownies mattress, and it was... Yeah. Underwater driver or diver? Peter, no, Peter Diver, the plumber. Diver, yeah. Mm. And then there was, oh, Underground Brown. Underground Brown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're the guys that do the digging with out using diggers. Yeah. Yeah, they bore us boring machines. Yeah. Yeah, underground. But it's, it's quite funny. I mean, the poo man, that's kind of funny and it's yeah. purposeful, so that they, that's okay. But I don't mean, for some reason, that just makes brownies mattresses is just the worst <laughs> because it's not intentional. Right, back on topic, so, solutions, uh, some solutions yeah. we're picking your brand. Could you get somebody else to um, do your branding for you? Mm -hmm. I did yeah. that with Elite Six, and special. I actually handed it over to a friend of mine who knew Elite Six really well, and I said, I don't want anything to do with it. I said, I've got a budget of $1,000, which wasn't a lot. And yep. he knew a lady who just redid their branding, and I liked it. And I said, oh, I really like that. Yep. And he, yep. they come back with the concepts, and basically they nailed it first time for me. Yeah. I think. And what, what Rob said before about getting someone else to test it, we, we had our brand done, originally a Corva one done, and, and they tested on people. Yep. So that's, I think, I think, I think it uh, depends on your audience as well, because – you need to work out who who is your customer. Like for example, if right, if you were to call yourself elite anything, that just you know, like the word that pops into my head. Um, if people were buying on price, are they likely to call up elite bloody blah? Because right, the word elite implies upmarket oh, yeah. expensive. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Now I I inherited that brand. So I didn't have much say on what the words were. But when the branding lady came back, she actually used the word six instead of uh, the number six, which was a bit of a change. I thought I'd have to doing that. And then the other thing, if you use speech recognition and try to say elite six, uh, you can imagine what comes up on the screen. Elite six. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that was which sounds a lot more attractive. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, elite sex, whenever I start a business doing that. But I mean, the point is, it's quite close to another word that maybe isn't good for the business because people often trip me up on that. 
Yeah. And I forgot, oh, did you say Elite Six? And I'm getting, mm. oh, no, Six. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the perception of, of uh, the number means that Elite is highlighted, and if you alter the number onto a word, uh, then, you know, like Elite is slightly minimised. So, I wonder if that was her mentality. Good example of a brand then. How many people go to Elite Six? Well, I call it still think of Elite Six. None. Six. Shut up. Six. <laughs> because that's that's my that's something I've been battling with for years. People think there's only six of us at the meetings. So it was it a good name originally? It's a good point. Yeah. Bad constraints, didn't it? So I have to ex explain the concept that we sit in tables up to six. <clears throat> And then they go, oh, so that was the idea of the dots. And then yeah. that, originally that was actually a table with dots around the table, but it looked dumb. So I got rid of the lines around the table. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, this is where my limiting and my growth has often been that I'm, people don't want to turn up to, if there's only six people there, they're too shy. Got you. Yeah. A group of people there, they'll come along. So it's always been a hard thing to promote that brand. So in some yeah. ways, yeah, you know, I bought the brand. I liked the logo when I bought it. And I changed the everything, and then I hang on, hung on to the brand for years. Yeah, and I've changed it. Theoretically, I should have just rebranded the whole company and called it something else. Call yourself business networking online. Yeah, and then you'll but pick having, up all the business network sites. Yeah, but having said that, Danny, I've been involved for what four years now, and I have never conjured up Elite Six as being just for six people. Yeah, I true. was curious at the start and then subsequently found out that the idea is to break into groups of six, mm. but it certainly didn't enter my head or thinking right at the word go that it was only for six people. But Mike, you're the sort of person who would ask the, the right questions. And a lot of people just don't come through the door because they mm. make this assumption and off they go again, you know. It's like we have the thing with Toastmasters, you know, you know, you know, Danny, yeah. you know, Toastmasters, obviously, well, you know, how many people actually come to Toastmasters to learn how to give toasts? Not a lot. It's an older name. And so people think, oh, well, I don't want to give toasts. I want to learn how to speak in front of a business group. So I'm not going to go to Toastmasters. Mm. My, my new and I think we've got a slogan as well. You know, like we're. Leaders are made. Leaders are made. I'll get that out eventually. You know, like we're leaders are made. Yeah. And 90% of uh, the members, you know, like believe, well, this is all about speaking. Mm. And so, you know, like the members aren't actually the owners of the brand. Mm. Yeah. Um, what uh, James said before about the, the, the branding to attract people is good. And I think it also in some ways, in a, in, a, not, in a not cynical way, is you want to detract, you want to distract, what's the word? You don't want the people you don't want to approach. If, for example, my technical recruitment, that really means my strap line. I don't want people who, um, you know, maybe they're artists or whatever. I don't, I don't want them ringing me up and saying, can you help me with the job? Um, so part of the thing is to make sure that is to be a clarity. Um. Um, good stuff, guys. So um, solutions for branding. Um, I just thought of another one when you were talking there about the branding, and that was the fact that because your name is so weird or your brand is so weird, it generates curiosity. Yeah. Elite Six does. Yeah, maybe it does. I mean, so maybe you don't have to explain things in your logo too much. Well, that's the purpose of a brand. So what, what is the purpose of a brand? Did we discuss that? I read that to you before. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. I didn't listen. It's becoming, it's you creating Sorry, yourself Rachel. as an authority in your industry, really. And having a unique selling point, being different, your, your uniqueness. So if you were to put a brand on a horse with a hot iron, yeah. would you put your phone number, your slogan, <laughs> and all those other things to explain what the brand's about? Or would you just whack the poor little horse with a hot iron so you've got, people would go, oh, I know that's his brand. So is that, you know, this is where, you know, advertising overlaps with branding so much because people want their brand to send a message, but the reality yeah. of it is actually the brand should be something that people know because I've seen it before because of their advertising. Yeah. I think if, if everything is going to speak, so your logo, slogan, name, car, vehicle, uh, right, the way you speak, how you dress, if everything speaks, and I think you know, like a lot of the big brands uh, manage everything around the brand, absolutely everything. Do we need to do that? Well, probably not. But um, ha have, have we thought about the influence on our brand of how we um, speak, talk, answer emails, you know, like all of that stuff? Because it's all branding. Hey, yeah. Bob, I'm just looking at your message here, and you said slogan not aligning with product. Isn't yeah, it? I was just going to say slogan aligns with product is the solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, got that mixed yeah. up. Well, well, maybe aligns with product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, put an S on it. Yes. That's it. There you go. Yeah, aligned with products or service. Hmm. <clears throat> Right, yeah, so product or service, yeah. Interesting. We, we've had a couple of different sort of strap lines. I've just got a monkey. I don't know if you probably can't even see. I was, oh, I don't know. Can you do it? And it's the core one. It's, it's first things. I put the name on it, and I put lots of people around because the time we had it some five or six people, and a lot of recruitment companies were only one person. So I thought, aha, well, I want to let people know we've got more than one person. But we put a thing here because it's a little smarter because we deal with smart people. Most people I recruit are smarter than me. But also, I wanted to be, I didn't want to be corporate. So that's hence the strap line, a little smarter, which I thought actually worked quite well for us. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And it's interesting, you've got avatars on your cup there, but they're not part of your branding, but they endorse your brand. Yeah, they are. They, uh, but they are, well, they actually are part of the branding. You know, I've got, everyone had a business card, like mine here, which has got my picture on. Uh, they, these are all actual people working for the company. And so each of them had their own their own little thing. That um, That's Frankie there. You know, she who. Hi, Frankie. Mm. We love Frankie. I want a little person. Yeah. Right, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 <laughs> in a hurry. So we only need a couple more solutions. So, um, is, yeah, I, I like my branding at the moment. I think most people have an intimate relationship with their own branding, but then when you show it to somebody else, they go, you know, and that always like, it doesn't help your ego a wee bit. Well, well, I, I think the, the core solution is to find your audience though. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I th I think you've got a couple of choices here, right? You can either uh, create your brand and live into it, or you can work out who who you are and create uh, the brand that aligns to actually where you are now. So, you know, like, do you want to move into it or or have it 
actually recognise who who you are at the present, you know, and it may change in the future. I'm just thinking: to, do companies need branding, or do individuals need branding? And if it is individuals, I'm a real big believer of personal branding, and that's where I'm putting all my energy now is my personal brand because I'm a small person. But if I was a corporate company, bang, I need a logo, I need a, um, yeah. a brand. So uh, as individuals and small to medium-sized businesses, maybe company owners, yes, need a brand. And maybe as individuals, we might not. Yeah. As um, James said earlier on, you are your personal brand because your name is yeah. your brand. Yeah. Right? Mm. yeah, so it's not as if you're not needing a brand. You are that brand. But I guess in terms of solutions, you actually uh, know when your brand is successful, when the general punters out there um, can reflect back to you what they think you do. Yeah. And if they can't, the message hasn't gone out there. Or if you're right, customers turn up, frankly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, if you look at somebody like uh, Donald Trump, you know, he's got a brand going on. Mm. As, as the golfer, I forget his name, uh, whoever he is, it's, the young yeah. boy that just had a crack or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, when you look at those guys, you know exactly what they're involved in. You don't have to think twice because the reputation has gone before them. Yeah, and it's that, and it's that very same reputation with Trump. About five or six of his hotels have gone out and ripped the name off the front facade because they don't want to be associated with his brand. Yeah, that's right. You see, yeah. that's that's the that's the weight you carry with brand. Yeah. And if we think like that, we're always, and we've got to behave in such a uh, way that people say, these are, this is what they believe in, this is what they don't believe. Mm. So, you know, you can't yeah. get it all. Get it. I've, got a, I've got a logo that's coming out like the shape of a cross. Now, people, because it's uh, kind of uh, the, having the cross as a brand, it's kind of be controversial, some religious, some non-religious. Some hate it, some love it, but the thing is, it provoked thought. It'll have to provoke thought. It'll have to provoke. Why has he got a cross? And the and the word on it is going to be called crossroads because uh, I'm a coach. I'm I'm an, I'm doing those things. I'm bringing it into my space. Yeah, sorry. I have to go, guys. So I'll cut out of here. All right, see you later. And I think you could get away with it um, by calling it having the slogan crossroads. Yeah. That, that just says it that generates curiosity yeah. and then you answer it all in one yeah and then and a lot of people i think that's really that sounds really cool yeah excellent it's an excellent idea and i think i think there was an excellent example about trump because if you're a supporter of trump you would probably want to go and spend money at a trump venue right yeah. if you're not you won't but you probably wouldn't have gone anyway. So who is your customer? Yeah, that's yeah. a really good example, that one, isn't it? Because yeah, do you want to associate yourself with a person you don't like? You just don't want to go there, do you? <clears throat> if you didn't like Trump and you wanted to go to his golf resort, it's called Trump Golf, you would probably avoid it because you just – and so now it's his branding, his personal brand isn't working for him. Mm. Um, just to, we don't want to go on too long, so I wanted some takeaways that we got from this meeting. Um, I, I think um, one that James just said actually uh, a brain should stimulate your thinking. Mm. 
Um, I think a brand can be purposeful or it can just, you know, like occur. Yeah. Should be purposeful. Yeah. That's a good one. I think sometimes you need to change your brand too. It's like when you see, whereabouts? Okay. Um, when when you see um, a company rebranding, I think Countdown a wee while ago rebranded and they had a new logo and they refreshed it all up. And I thought, oh, good, they're here to stay, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, company I used to deal with, Tui Campers, they rebranded themselves in it. Same name. And it's just all been redone, new font, new colours. But you straight away recognise it's the same company. I think mm. it's um, something that we sometimes hang on to our brands um, too much. Okay. Right, any more takeaways? Anyone else got anything out of that meeting that we've had today? I'd like to just say, um, Danny and Rachel, um, when I think of you, Danny, I think of you both, and that's your brand. Because uh, both are in my mind. It's like that's how you've got me pictured. Um, when you talk about your brand, I think of you both. If you one of you is missing, I'll be looking for the other kind yeah. of thing. Rachel was my ex-wife. This is her. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, mate, there's, what a faux party. What a beautiful faux party, James. That was, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the other one I quite like about our personal brand at the moment is I've got danny.co.nz and Helen's got helen.co.nz. Um, so it's quite a cool thing to do you know, for a New Zealand company. Um, but my brand is actually thehick.com, which is an American one because I want to be in the international, mm. uh, you know, but that's an extreme way of taking your personal brand somewhere, isn't it? So trying to get your first name.co.nz would be quite cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> there's, there's so many different angles you can take there. You can have a name that's meaningful. Yeah to be able to allow you to adjust within it without having to change it every time. Um, but as well as that, you know, it ideally Constantly. needs to convey things quickly. I think when I got out of it a wee while ago, I had three websites and I was managing three websites by consolidating them all under my personal yeah. brand. I now have one big website and everything I do that's new is a service and I can just add that into my website. So same with Helen, really. She was called Motor V Photography. Now we call her Helen Oaks. And now she's got a service of photography. And if you go to the service, she also sells digital art. She also can help people uh, with online courses in the business of photography. And now she can add more to her website and more services and things she has to offer because she's not limiting herself to her Motor V Photography brand. Yeah. People just assume she's a photographer. I I, I got you. In terms of the... Sorry, Helen. Yeah, I was struggling with just having the mode to be photography because I do other things as well. And it was sort of holding me back. So even though I did like the name mode to be, a lot of people couldn't spell it or didn't understand it either. Yeah. was another reason. But having my own name, I can add loads of other things into it now. Yeah. It, it is a problem having the, you've got the corporate brand or the sort of company brand, you know, like I've got a Corver and then you've got the personal brand and just trying to manage those two because it seems to me that the personal brand is something you can carry through. You can have a number of businesses springing off that. But there's a real advantage if you are, I don't know, a property broker or something, be able to call yourself property brokers limited is absolutely clear what you do. So you don't have to kind of explain it to everyone. Um, so it's, it's, 
you know, I, th I actually think these days, ultimately, people end up with a bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. And I was struggling with this one. Do I do I call it Lachlan McNeil? I mean, I can have LachlanMcNeil.com, but it's hard to spell. doesn't mean anything. So I have to explain it to everyone. So I think yeah. I'm going to start with that and, and, you know, see how I go. I used to, um, actually under my brain, have put, I used to put by Danny DeHeck. So New Zealand's Information Network, by Danny DeHeck. Yeah. NZO, yeah, yeah. by Danny DeHeck. You know, now Danny DeHeck is the brand. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I think we agree in terms of takeaway, it needs to have minimum explanation really to people get the picture pretty quickly i know you you and your images danny people look at it and they say okay i, get, I sort of get it. it's a business oriented environment mm. you know? all right guys what about yeah yeah instant bang you know like you get it boom move on yeah yeah, yeah. um rob you've posted in the chat room there is that a spark is up market and is that a um uh, takeaway yeah. yep yep true like uh, Air New Zealand and uh, Jetstar, isn't it? That type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, and they divide it up, you know, like completely because, you know, like they're aiming at an audience that generally is not overlapping. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. All right, guys, what about next week's topic? We'll try to keep the meeting um, as short as possible. Advertising. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was I was thinking, you know, we talked Dan and I were talking the, the week about sometimes you've got to bring money in the door really quickly. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And and you know, like in recruitment, there's certain things I can do sometimes. Sometimes inside recruitment, sometimes out. Um, just sometimes maybe entering new markets or or getting money in the door or something like that. What about that as a subject? Yeah, I, that's exactly what we're yeah. trying to do. We're trying to come up. Yeah. Courses, you yeah. know, for ninety-seven dollars that we can sell over and over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quick uh, money. What should yeah. we call it? Um, I like advertising because advertising is, you know, like a specific act, and you know, like it's not marketing. You know, like marketing is, you know, like your place, price, product, and promotion. Yeah. You know, like advertising, I think, is interesting. You know, like I've learned a lot of, uh, you know, about advertising in the last. Mm -hmm. 20 years or so but i think you don't have anything to sell you don't have any advertising to do so i'm thinking is there something that we could get money in now you're well, always advertising i actually think advertising though is a separate subject i mean i think we've done branding today it'd be nice to do advertising in a couple of weeks but i mean look you look at like um, who is it gary v he says look think of what you can sell around the house and it sounds silly but the low-hanging fruit because I, I don't know about you, but I've always had times when I've had to get some money in the door and I have my drafting business and and uh, and recruitment. You know, things can take three, four, five, six months, you know. Um, so it's like a slow, slow turning ship. What do you do? What's some ideas? And it may be something within your business alignment or something completely different, um, you know, quite just, like just a thought. I think um, I quite like that. Does anyone else just like that? I like that. Sometimes you're so, you know, worried about you can't pay a bill and you're going, what can I sell? <laughs> I can sell my old bike, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I sell and there are car. ways to make money, you know, yep. the things that are lying in your garage that you can definitely make money from. Most yeah, of yeah. are a bit too lazy to list them. Yeah. Well, and also you've got sometimes product. Oh, oh he's gone. Does that mean so? And I don't, I don't know. I mean, it depends on people's situation, you know. But um, but I've had times when I think, oh, okay, I could really do it. I need to. I need, you know, two grand or something. Mm. 
but, but also just thinking about this one, that's that's for, for perhaps next week. But what about doing advertising the following week? What do you think about that? I think brand exposure as well. How do you get your brand out there? Because we've just discussed branding. How do you yeah. get it out there? Yeah. Yep. Maybe we need to add a few. Um, so what was it ever? Oh, do you want to talk? Yeah, because you need your brand to be known, don't you? Yeah. 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 We have this for following week. So advertising. Yeah. Was that right? And yep. then what was the other one we talked about? Getting your brand out there. Um, brand exposure. Yeah. Brand recognition. Oh, getting your brand out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, just we're also talking, Danny, yesterday about um, you know, like like me for like earn your crust, and and it almost makes my head explode because what when you ask advice, you get fifteen people okay. telling you you should do all these things in all these different platforms. Yeah. And the fact is, if you did half of that stuff, you'd go bust. You know. But the thing is, working up what platforms you use and a platform doesn't necessarily need to be a social media platform but what channels what are your main channels what's your home base you know do you use facebook do you use in person do you have your own website do you bring everything there that's that's another that's a bit it's a big subject but just deciding what your general platform strategy is right i had a client and it works he sold insurances 90 percent of his has money coming from knocking on people's doors yep one does it anymore. And no, that's he, right. He used to uh, have a calendar, and that's what he used to do. Hey, just some respect for time. I'm going to actually uh, stop recording this meeting. So, if you are listening to it on our podcast, thank you very much for tuning in. Please subscribe to any platform that you're listening to us on. And the other thing too is, everyone in this room does have a profile on the Elite Six website. If you go along to our website, you will find this podcast, and you'll be able to click on their names and find out what they're doing, who they are. So, I really thank you guys all coming here today. And um, we'll be back next week at 10 o'clock, which is the new time, 10 to 11. And I really appreciate all you guys tuning in and your efforts and your input. So thank you for sharing your knowledge, experience, and skills. 